Uh, first of all, the learning should be Lezechanish with my grandfather, Baruch Maptali here, it's been Rabbi So, we're going to start from two lines from the bottom of the Dafdalad Amabez. The Gemara says, Benkach u Benkach, lo yiva lo be'erev Shabbos lo yimotze Shabbos. Either way, you're not allowed to have the couple live together for the first time on Friday night or Matze Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Bishlaim Erev Shabbos, Mishum Chabura. I understand why they can't live together Friday night because Chabura, this is what we're going to talk about most of today's daf on the second Amid, is that there's an Isser de Iraisa potentially of living with a woman for the first time because when you live with a woman, it causes her to bleed. And bleeding on Shabbos, there's two potential issues the Gemara is going to deal with. First of all, Chabura because you're causing her to bleed, and also you're making a Pesach in the body. And making a Pesach, making an opening, always, in any form, is Boina. So it's either Boina or Chabura. Chabura, by the way, just for the record, uh, just good to know. What is the Isser of making someone bleed? Right, there's no. It's not one of the lamatas malachas of making someone bleed. So it's a famous machlegas Rashi says It's actually on these sugyas that Rashi said it's Tzaveya, because you cause the skin to change colors with the blood, right? When you're bleeding, there's wounds, and it causes the skin to change color. Tseveya, which is a whole shaila of this. Tseveya by skin, not tseveya. It has to do with lipstick, whatever. Taisa says, no, it's not tseveya. Rather, it's netilas neshama. Meaning, one of the lamatas malachas, you can't kill. You can't, cause it, can't kill an animal. When you cause someone to bleed, you're taking away a little bit of their life. Okay, fine. So that, that's, it's a Shiloh, whatever it is, there's an Isidarais of causing someone to bleed, and there's also a Pesach issue. So I understand why you can't live with her Friday night. I understand that. Elamatse Shabbos, Amayloi, what's the issue with them living together on Matse Shabbos? And the says, Amrav Zeira, Meshum Cheshbainis. Rav Zeira says, it's Meshum Cheshbainis, meaning on Shabbos, you're not allowed to calculate and think about money and think about, and, and not just thinking, but like to speak about money. You can't like speak about, it's like Nishabas Garet, right? So the thing is that if you're, if they're living together Matzei Shabbos, that means they're getting married Matzei Shabbos. If they're getting married Matzei Shabbos, then that means all Shabbos long, they're talking about how much food do they need and how many, how many, yeah, you're going to pay the caterer. And we're not worried about them doing anything wrong. We're worried about them talking about something wrong. Now, here's the problem. The problem is you're allowed to talk about that. The halacha is, they say nishab is correct. You're not allowed to talk about you know, certain things. You're not allowed to talk about business. You're allowed to talk about mitzvahs, right? You're allowed to get up and talk about planning on building a shul. Even though it's building a shul, it's a mitzvah. So getting married is a mitzvah. So the concern is that if they get married Matzah Shabbos, if they live together Matzah Shabbos, they get married, they get married Matzah Shabbos, they get married Matzah Shabbos, then on Shabbos they're going to talk about the details of the wedding. So let them talk about it. It's Cheshbonah Shal Mitzvah. Amr le'abayi v'cheshbonah Shal Mitzvah mi'asiri, is it also to talk about Cheshbonah Shal Mitzvah? It's mutter. Ha'arav chizdav, rav hamnun, adam ritavai, dinur chizdav, rav hamnun, adam ritavai, Cheshbonah Shal Mitzvah, mutter l'cheshbonah Shabbos. You're allowed to think and to talk about, you know, uh, details of mitzvahs on Shabbos, even if it involves monetary concepts. You're allowed to do appeals, right? You're allowed to get up in shul and, and raise money, right? They sell aliyahs, right? You're raising money on Shabbos. Why? Because it's tzedakah. So if it's, if it's tzedakah, it's allowed. They used to gather, they would gather the community on Shabbos to the shuls and to the base medrash to talk about, to figure out, to discuss like uh, communal issues. Whatever those communal issues were necessary because it was a mitzvah. 
And are you allowed to get together and talk about pikuach nefesh concepts on Shabbos? Because again, it's a mitzvah. He added You're allowed to go to the theaters and the amphitheaters. Now, what this means is you're allowed to go to like the city council, the non-Jewish city council on Shabbos. If it helps the Jewish community, you can go to one of these, you know, governor whatever town hall meetings. The Queen's Town Hall Committee meeting, you're allowed to go on Shabbos if it helps, if it's to help the Jewish community. Why? Because it's a mitzvah. I. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's so I. It's it's talking about things. You know, it's for a mitzvah. So to over here, what are you concerned about that? If they get married on Shabbos, then they'll talk about the wedding on Shabbos. Let them talk about the wedding on Shabbos. The wedding's a mitzvah. It's peruvu. The Gemara says, "You're allowed to make shaduchim. You're allowed to set up couples on on uh, even if it involves like figuring out like dowries, like figuring out like stuff. It's allowed because it's a mitzvah. Not only that, you're allowed to help a kid figure out how he, how, how he can go to 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 college and to school, even not for Torah, because it's a mitzvah to teach them a trade. So you're allowed to figure out how a kid can go to trade school." Because there's a chiv on the father to teach the kid a trade. So all of these are sources that you're allowed to talk about things that are necessary for a mitzvah. So what's the problem with them getting married on Matzei Shabbos? So the Gemara says a much more obvious answer, and that is, The concern is, if they get married Matzei Shabbos, they might start shechting the animals on Shabbos. Meaning they might get stressed if the wedding, Shabbos is over at 8 o'clock, the wedding starts at 9.30, you could see the chef and then the, the women in the kitchen getting stressed and getting nervous about the amount of stuff they have to do. And they might shach the animals a little too early. You know, it's dark out, it's not Rabbeinu Tam yet, and they're going to be Mechal Shabbos. That's the problem. The problem is anytime you have a big Suda after Shabbos, we're afraid that you'll be Mechal Shabbos in the preparation, which makes a lot of sense. Now the Gemara says Akasha. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Oh, Maris is Akasha. If Yom Kippur falls out on Monday, you should postpone it. Why? Erev Yom Kippur is a mitzvah to eat, which means Sunday is a mitzvah to eat, right? If Yom Kippur is Monday, it means Sunday is a mitzvah to eat. If Sunday is a mitzvah to eat, why aren't you worried that on Shabbos they're going to start shechting the animals? Right? If you're telling me that if there's a wedding, Matzei Shabbos, that we're worried they're going to shech the animals, so if Matzei Shabbos is Erev Yom Kippur, why aren't you worried they're going to shech the animals as well? Oh, so two answers. First of all, there's a difference between your own personal meal and a wedding. <laughs> and also number two, Erev Yom Kippur, the mitzvah is to eat during the day, which is Sunday. Over here the wedding is Matzah Shabbos. So we're not concerned that you'll be Mechal Shabbos for Yom Kippur because you're not starting the Suda until Erev Yom Kippur. Over here, the Suda is right after Shabbos. The wedding is right after Shabbos. Therefore, those are the two, those are the two reasons. The Gemara says, First of all, a wedding is for others, and Erev Yom Kippur is just for your family. You're not going to be Mechal Shabbos for your family, but for a wedding, you've got a lot of people. It's a big party. We're afraid. Or, there's a difference of the amount of time. When is the Suda? When the wedding is Matzah Shabbos, it's right after Shabbos. When Yom Kippur is Monday, the Suda, the mitzvah of eating Erev Yom Kippur is during the day, Pashtas. This is a raya that the mitzvah of eating Yom Kippur is during the day, not, not the night before. So it would start Sunday. So Sunday morning, you have enough time. So the Gemara says, The Gemara says, Now that you're telling me that the reason why you can't get married Matzah Shabbos is because we're worried that you'll shecht an animal on Shabbos in preparation for the wedding... This is also a reason why you can't get married Friday night. 
Right, what's the reason why you can't get married Friday night? So he said, because if you live together Friday night, it's going to cause her to bleed. Forget about that. If you if the wedding is Friday afternoon going into Friday night, then the same way there's a, fra- a fear that you'll shecht an animal in preparation, you might shecht an animal in the middle of the wedding because they're running around like, we're running out of food. Quick, cook some more, cook some more, and it's already Shabbos. So it's another reason why. It happens to be the minig in Europe, for the record, was they would actually have the wedding meals Friday night. That was rather the minig in Europe. Uh, the Babacharebbe got married uh, on Friday, and then the meal was Friday night. The reason was very simple. It's not like this Gemara, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, 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 not the actual living together. But they would have they would have a big suda. They would have the big suda on Friday night. The the reason was very simple is because people were very poor. And that was, it was an opportunity yeah. to invite them to the wedding, to give them a Shabbos meal, and to give tzedakah all at once. But anyway, that's, that's the Gemara's concern. Okay. Iboilu. Here's the kasha. We said that a woman is supposed, to, is supposed to get married Wednesday. That way, if you live together, and you'll go straight to court. Because if you get married, let's say Tuesday, you'll live together Tuesday night. By the time Thursday morning, when the courts are open, you might have worked it out. The question is, when they say get married Wednesday, does that mean Wednesday night? Does the wedding have to be at night or could be a day wedding? Could you get married Wednesday day, live together Wednesday afternoon, and Thursday morning you'll go to court? Ah, you're not living together Wednesday night? It's close enough. Or no, it has to be the wedding is Wednesday night, which means you live together Wednesday night, straight going to court. That's the Shiloh. Can you, get, can you do a day wedding, then live together during the day? By the way, in general, living together during the day is not something good, unless it, the, the, the lights go off, you have, to, you have to do it according to Allah. But the question is, can it be a Wednesday day wedding, or does it have to be a Wednesday night wedding? Can you get married Wednesday morning, live together Wednesday afternoon, and you go to court the next day? We're not worried that those hours in between, you'll reconcile. Or perhaps, no, you have to get married Wednesday afternoon and live together Wednesday night. You can't, it has to be that the wedding is over at night, which is already Wednesday night, Thursday. And we're, because we're afraid that if you get married, if you live together Wednesday afternoon, by the time Thursday you've already reconciled. So that's the question. Do you have to live together Wednesday night, or could it even be that the wedding ends and you live together Wednesday afternoons? So the Gemara says, Toshima, the Tony Bar Kapara, Besula Nisus Bervi, Vinivelis Bechamishi, Hoyl Venemruboi Brochaladogim. The Brysa says like this The Brysa says that you should get married Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, and live together. Wednesday night, which is already Thursday. Oh, it answers our question, but no, no, no. Why? Why should you live together Wednesday night? Not, the Brysa does not say because we're afraid we want you to go straight to court the next morning. The Brysa says because Hashem gave a bracha to the dogim, pruravu to the dogim, Wednesday night of creation. So the implication is that the whole reason to get, to live together Wednesday night is because of the bracha for the dogim. But if not for that, you could talk and get married Wednesday afternoon. So you see that, the, that we're not concerned. The bracha v'dogim. And then it says in Almona, nisis b'chamishi v'nevelis b'shishi, in Almona gets married Thursday and then lives together Thursday night, which is already halachically Friday. Now, by the way, you should just know, I forgot to mention this. Because, what? I mean, I, I think you'd rather compare a person to a person than a person right. to a fish, no? Well, just because because you had to get married Wednesday night anyway because of because of the whole going to court thing. No, but he's saying that the reason you do it is because of the fish, not because of the 
of the court thing. That's the point. That's that's exactly the Gemara's raya. That the implication is the whole reason why you get married Wednesday night as opposed to Wednesday afternoon is for the bracha for dogim. But if you're not interested in for the bracha for dogim, you can get married Wednesday afternoon, which means you're living together Wednesday afternoon, which is already halachically Wednesday, not halachically Thursday. The bracha for dogim was Thursday. Correct. Well, because an almana doesn't get married. Uh, almana doesn't go to court, right? She's she's not a basula anyway. Feels, it feels like the almana is is getting a better brush. She is. She well, she is, but she doesn't have to go to court. That's why. Wouldn't we want that brush? Oh, so the gemara is going to ask that. Yeah, but the problem is the problem is we can't get that bracha because then we we will miss out the court case. So the court case is the, the, court case is the most important. Yeah. So By the way, yeah, fish, fish, fish procreate very well. By the way, for the record, I just want to mention this. I forgot to mention this. The Pnei Yeshua is a sheet of the Pnei Yeshua. The Pnei Yeshua holds that no, the Pnei Yeshua holds that even nowadays, where, the, where these concepts of bate dinim don't apply. So nowadays, is there any preference of what day to get married? So the Pnei Yeshua actually says it's better to get married Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday. That way the Chassan and Kali can live together Thursday night, which is a bracha for, uh, for, for, uh, for Adam. Okay, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that you have to do that, but it's, it's, it happens to be. You also got married Thursday. Uh, thir- it was a Thursday night wedding. Oh, so the Thursday night wedding? It is. Oh, uh, uh, Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, fish. Fish is good too. So the point is, the point is so it's like, uh, so it's just an it's just interesting concept. So says the Gemara, what do you see from all this? You see that it says that the Chassan and Kala should live together Wednesday night in order to get the bracha for Dagim. The implication is, if not for that bracha, you could live together Wednesday afternoon. As long as it's the day before the court case, it's fine. Now the Gemara is a kasha. We said an almana gets married Thursday night. That way they live together Thursday night, which is Friday. They get the bracha for people. Ihachi almana... Where it says, well, if the bracha for dogim is so is so great, then why don't we have an almana also get married Wednesday night? The answer is bracha to First of all, the bracha for people is better. Or inami, and this is a, a, a main reason as well. The reason why we have an almana get married Thursday night is not necessarily just for the bracha for dogim. It's actually shaktu. Shaktu means like this: Chazal, when you, when you get married again, there's no sheva brachas. Right? There's no Sheva Brachas meal, meals for a, a second marriage. So what's going to end up happening is they get married, let's say, on a Monday. So Monday night they're together, and then Tuesday he goes to court. He goes to work. Because right? he's not, he's not going to take over. He doesn't have Sheva Brachas week anyway. Chazal didn't want that because that's not, that's not pleasant for her. So you know what? Get married Thursday night. That way you have Thursday is the wedding day. Friday, first of all, they didn't work on Friday, but also you just live together, you'll stay home, and then Shabbos. So the Indian of getting married Thursday night is that way you have a nice long three-day weekend. As opposed to any other day, you won't have that. So the Gemara says, Shaktu, Titania, Vnei Raman, and Nishas Becham. Shaktu means they had Rachmanas. Yeah, they wanted to have, and by the way, this is why Lahalacha, based on this Gemara, a second marriage, while there's no Sheva Brachas week, there's three days of Sheva Brachis, meaning that no Tachanun, uh, Shmira, you need Shemrim for three days. This is the source. It's not seven days, it's three days. So Gemara says, Because if, if she lives together, let's say, Wednesday night, then what's going to happen? He's going to go to work the next day. So that way Thursday is the wedding. 
Erev Shabbos, right? Thursday night you live together, and then Erev Shabbos, first of all, you didn't work, and also living together, you'll take off. It's a half a day, it's not a big deal, you'll take off. Then Shabbos. Okay. Now, my Ikabrim Brachla Shaktu, what's the Nafkamina? So, either way, they're getting married Thursday night, either because the Bracha for people or Shaktu, the three day uh, weekend. So, what's the difference? The Gemara, what's the Nafkamina? Ikabinayu Adam Bottle. First of all, what if the guy doesn't have a job? If he doesn't have a job, he's going to take off three days anyway because he doesn't have a job. So then he can get married on a Monday. For that, you need the bracha for, for Adam to tell you to get married Thursday night. Or let's say it's a case where Friday is Yom Tif. So then you could rationalize, I'll get married Wednesday night because I'm already going to have a three-day weekend because I'll, I'll just take off Thursday. For that, you have the bracha for Adam. Okay. Fine. Darish Bar Kapara. It's greater, uh, the Pasuk describes the the creations of Tzadikim in a way that's even greater than the creations of HaKadosh Baruch Hu creating the world. How so? Whatever this means exactly. Regarding creating the world, it says in the Pasuk, My hand created the land. Hashem describes creating the world using one hand, which is a certain level of connection. But regarding the creations of Sadiqim, it says their hands. So you see that the Sadiqim's creations, in a way, is even greater than creation Shemaim Varetz, because Shemaim Varetz is one hand, Sadiqim it describes with two hands. So Gemara says, Heishev Bavli Echod. So there was a certain Babylonian Rav and Rav Chiyash, Rav Chiyash Shmai, his name is Rav Chiyah, and he asked the following question, Is this the I would think so. I don't know why it describes it that way. Yeah, it says, it say I, don't, I, don't I saw that the Shita talks about it, I just didn't check it up. It says, Yodav Yotzaru, but doesn't it say that Hashem created the dry land Yodav? It says his hands. You see that regarding creating the world, it also says Elushan of hands, plural. The answer is Yodaiksev. It says Yadai in the Pasuk. Although it might be red hands, but it's written hand. Ayvoksiv Yatsaru. It says they created, which implies plural. It means his many fingers on his hand created. So it's they, fingers, but one hand. Okay, one last kash on this. It says Maisa Yod of that the heavens is the Maisa Yod of Hashem. So that's plural hands. Oh, so you see the Maisa Shemayim Varetz is described as hands. The answer is Hachikomer. Maisa Yedem Shel Sadikim Mi Magid Herakio Maini Umato. The answer is no. It's actually describing the handiwork of Sadikim, and it says what's the handiwork of who's going to testify to the handiwork of Sadikim. It's the it's the it's the heavens, and that's by by raining. Meaning, when it rains, that means the tzaddikim are bringing shefa and bracha to the world. So when it says hands, it's referring to the ma'aseh tzaddik. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. I I, 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 don't, I don't really know to be honest. With you. I, I'm not gonna like put that. I, it, it just means it, what what it does mean. It means that the tzaddikim are like Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the way that they're able to uh, bring down bracha and shefa, maybe even greater. I think the Pashup Shah could be is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created rules, but Tzadik goes HaKadosh Baruch Hu has the ability to sort of override those rules. So Hashem created rules with one hand, the Tzadikim have two hands. They're able to override Teva through, uh, through uh, Tzvila. Okay, let's go weiter. Darish by Kapara. Maidusiv yated ti'elacha al The Pasuk says there shall be a yated. 
Actually, I want to translate this because this is a cute gemara. V'yated tiezna al al Hold on. So the Pasuk says, you have a spike. Yated is a spike, right? It's a peg. In, in addition to your weapons, in your ears, there's a, a spike in our ears. There's a weapon that we have, a spike in our ears. Exactly. So this is the famous Gemara that Hashem made fingers this way so that if you hear Lashon Hara, you can put your fingers in your ears. That's that's why the hands are created in such a way that you could put... I don't know, it doesn't have to be, it could be like, it could be like ducks, it could be webbed. It's done like this in order to, everything is, you know. Huh? No, so there's, there's multiple, we have, each finger has a purpose, but the reason why, the Gemara is going to ask this, the Gemara says, what do you mean? You need each finger to be a different size and a different purpose. Each one has a halachic purpose, the answer is, but why they're shaped at the top, why they're perfectly ear-fitting. The same Gemara, it's, it's gonna, in a second, it's going to take the lobes. That's why the lobes are also soft, that way you could just plug it in. So you don't have to hear Lashon Hara or hear something negative. The Gemara says, um, it just shows you, that gets out, that's how creation, it's, it's, not, it's, it's backwards from what we think. It's, like, it's not like, oh, you have fingers, oh, that works. You only have fingers in order to not hear Lashon Hara. I mean, Lashon Hara is the... Is the is like the halachas of lashon hara is what started it all, and then and then creation followed. The Gemara says it's a kaddish baruch hu istaka baraisa bari He saw the Torah and then he created the world. Meaning, the, the world is created in order to keep the Torah, not backwards. Right? There's the famous Rav Chaim line. The Rav Chaim says it's not that kivar ve'im is that because your parents gave birth to you, then you have to respect them. You only have parents in order to fulfill the mitzvah of kivar You could have just been born poof. The, the fact that there's parents is in order to facilitate the Mitzvah It's not that they give birth to you, now you have to mechabah them. You, they only have parents in order to mechabah them. The Gemara continues like this. If a person hears something that's not appropriate, go to the next page. You should put your fingers, which are fake, uh, fi- uh, shaped perfectly, you put them in your ears so you don't have to hear something inappropriate. Now, by the way, I, I, I was just thinking of this. When it says inappropriate, it's talking about men and women stuff. It's not talking about curses. You know, like the not nice word. It's talking about uh, inappropriate things. It is interesting. This entire Gemara talks about this, and then it leads up into a sugya of when a husband lives with a wife. What exactly is the iser when you break that part of the body and blood comes out? It could be the Gemara's way of like reminding you as you're doing these sugyas to to be mature and to be respectful and to to realize, you know, that we're not going to talk men in a vulgar way. That's why the sugis should not be taught to kids that are, you know. I was once, I was once tutoring a kid in the sixth grade, and uh, the the kids they was talking about nida, and the kids like, why is she bleeding? Like, did she cut her finger? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, and I just remember turning to him. I'm like, he's not going to do well on the test, but that's okay. We're just gonna. We're, this is gonna be. This is. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, why are they teaching that? I don't know. They should skip it. Anyway, the Gemara says, Why are the fingers of a person shaped like spikes? My time is. The Gemara says, Wait a minute. The Gemara says, It's asking why the fingers are shaped this way. So the Gemara at first thinks, Why is it, like my father said, why is it five independent fingers and not just like a. Do animals like, like a hoof? It could have just been a hoof or, or like a webbed. The problem is. Each finger has a halachic purpose. So it couldn't have been a hoof or a, a duck hand anyway. Why? If you're asking why the fingers are separated from each other, and not just like one mass. 
Each one has a halachic purpose. Let's go through each five fingers, starting with the smallest one. In Hebrew, this is called the zeres. Okay, the zeres, the zeres is how you uh, measure the, uh, the, the 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 breastplate of the kohen gadol, the chayshin. So you have to know it has to be distinct because that's the you, you measure it in zereses. Okay, go to the next one is Kamitsa. Kamitsa, that's the finger that the Kayan, when he's separating the flower, he uses the Kamitsa to get rid of the excess flower. Go to the next one, the middle finger, Zu'ama. That's what we use for figuring out the size of an Ama. Then you have the pointer, Zu'etzba, that's what you put the blood on. That's what the Kayan uses to anoint, to put the blood on the on the Mizbeach and on the Mitzayra. And the Goidel, the thumb, that's for what the Mitzayra gets the blood placed on. So each one has to be separate. It couldn't be a hoof. So the, should have that then. Us regular folks should just have that. That would, by the way, that would be wild. And then you'd have like a Kayan, one of the kids from the Kayanim family, born with like a hoof, and you're like, you're not a Kayan. So the Gemara says, We're not asking why they're not a block. We're asking why do they taper off at the top? They could have, at the top, turned into mushrooms. I don't know. Like, why do they taper off at the top? To fit perfectly in your ears, and that you'll put it straight in your ears. Yeah. There you go. So the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Why is it that that uh, ears are hard at the top and they're soft without cartilage and the base? That way you could just take your ear and put it in when you're davening or when someone's disturbing you and it won't be too uh, clear and that you won't hear anything. You should watch out your ears. Make sure the ears don't hear anything wrong because they're the first part of the body that would get burnt. If there's a fire, the ears are sticking out. They're the first and they're the softest. They'll get burnt. So it means like in Gehenim, you got to make sure that the ears hear good things. The Gemara says, Okay, now now we'll get into the sugya. On that note, let's go through the sugya like this. Are you allowed to live with a woman for the first time on Friday night? So there's an obvious kasha. The kasha is, we said before, you're not allowed to. Right? We started off today's daf by saying you're not allowed to get married Friday night because when you live with her, it's causing her to bleed, which is not allowed on Shabbos. So the Gemara is asking, are you allowed to live with a woman for the first time Friday night? So we just said no. So the Rishonim explained that either the Gemara is trying to clarify, is trying to elaborate on it, or the Gemara at this point did not know of that brisa. So it did not. It, the Gemara did not have daf daladam at base. So it's asking, are you allowed to live with a woman Friday night? So what's the what's the kasha? Dam mifkat pokid achaburi mechber. Okay, let's say if you look at the the body, if you look at the body as when you cause someone to bleed, right? What's happening is it's called mechaburi mechber, which means the blood is sort of below the skin and like in the skin and it's coming out. You're causing it to bleed. You're causing a wound. That's usher. Perhaps with that part of the body of the woman, it's called mifkat pocket. Perhaps the blood is is not in the walls and it's not soaked. It's just stored like a, a certain amount of blood. And when you open up the skin, the blood just comes out. Sort of, it's not, it's not, it's not causing it as a wound. It's called mifkat pocket. Yeah. So meaning that 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 it's it's 
the blood is there. The blood is sort of like a cup of blood. And when you open it, the blood just comes out. It's not causing the blood to leave the skin. It's not causing there to be a wound in any way. It's just the blood is being stored. And when you open and it's sort of like, it's, I don't want to use it. It's, think of it like a, like a pouch full of a liquid. The second you open the pouch, the blood comes out. But it's not that it's not that you created a wound. It's not like it's it's not like yeah. It's not like when you cut this, all of a sudden the blood is pouring to that area. The blood was already there. You just opened it, yeah. So the myth got pocket. So therefore, it should be mutter because there's no issue of making a chavala because you're not making a wound. The blood was already pooled there. So that would be that it's mutter or michbar chaver, or you're causing her to bleed like any other wound. That's possibility number one. Let's assume that the blood is pooled there, so there's no halacha, there's no problem of causing a wound, but what about the opening, right? I said there's a second issue, that when you make an opening, it's bona, so over here you're making an opening in the body. That should also be a problem of bona. Do we say that your intention is to make an opening, in which case it's a problem, or perhaps your intention is not to make an opening, your intention is you want the blood out, meaning you want to prove that she's a basula, in order to do that, you need blood to come out of the body. The fact that you're making an opening, that's unintentional. That's a davar shem I just want blood to come out because I want to prove that she's a basula. The fact that it makes an opening, that's unintentional. Should be mutter. So you'll say, okay, let's say the blood is pooled there, so there's no problem of, of, of chavala. And I'm not intending to make an opening. I just want the blood to, the blood to come out. So what's that called? Davar shem I'm not intending to make a, an opening. So do we say, Do we paskin like Rav Shimon that when it's an unintentional result of an Iser, it's, it's, it's mutter? So over here, it's unintentional. I don't intend to make an opening. It's unintentional. Or you say, no, Rav Yehuda follows, Now you're going to ask Akasha, which is that in Shabbos, even if it's unintentional, if it's inevitable, it's a problem. It's called Psik Resha. Anytime it's Davashem Mishavin, but Psik Resha, it's an issue. So over here, isn't it Psik Resha? So tomorrow's daf, the Gemara is going to explain there's a way to live with a woman for the first time in a way that a woman calls her to bleed. So it's not unintentional. It's not inevitable. Okay, but that's the Gemara Yehuda, And you'll say like this, oh, really we pass in like Rav Yehuda? That Davashen Meschavin is Aser. That if it's, if it's unintended Iser, it's Taka Aser. And over here, although you're not intending to make an opening, but, but, but it's, it's happening. It's not your intention, but that's happening. Do we say that this is Mekalkal? All of Hilcha Shabbos is only a problem if it's considered productive. Right? If you destroy, destructive acts are not biblically forbidden. The question is, is this a constructive act or destructive act? On the one hand, she's now able to have children. She's now, it's going to be easier for her to live with you now that there's an opening in the body. On the other hand, she's no longer a basula. So like from a financial perspective and just from a practical perspective, she's, she lost that, that process. So is that considered constructive or destructive? If it's destructive, then it will be mutter biblically. If it was constructive and you hold like Rav Yehuda, then it's a problem. Okay. Um, Ikadami, that's the first version of the question. We'll go with the second version and then we'll stop. Ikadami, some have a slightly different version. That im tim michbar. This version is assuming that you're causing her to bleed. And it's not just that the blood is pooled in the body. You're actually causing a wound to happen, so it should be a problem. But, do we say that you're interested in the blood? 
So then you're doing a malacha with the desired result, because you want the blood to come out. Or do we say no? While you're causing a wound to happen, your intention is not to cause the wound. You just want to live with your wife. The wound is happening. That's davar shenim eschaven. That's not my intention. And do we say the halacha falls of Yehuda that davar shenim eschaven is aser, or do we say the halacha falls of Shimon that davar shenim eschaven is motor? Then we have the same question, which is that assuming it's a problem, do we say that this is considered? a destructive act in which case it's permitted or a constructive act and the last possibility last possibility which is perhaps it's considered destructive in general destructive acts are not biblically forbidden except let me ask you a question what if I go over to someone and I just I, I just start punching him and I cause him to I break his nose so, so you're going to say you're not Michal Shabbos because it's destructive? Every wound is destructive. It's not, by definition, it can't be constructive. Rav Shimon holds, says, Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon holds that the general destructive acts are biblically fine except for wounds. Because wounds are, by nature, destructive. So over here do we say, do we pass on like Rav Shimon that wounds... Destructive acts are biblically forbidden. Or is it you? No, wounds are like any other malacha, that it has to be constructive. What would be a constructive wound? Um, a bloodletting, I guess, because you want the, you, it heals the body to have a wound. So we'll end with this. So what's the psak? Are you allowed to live with a woman for the first time on Friday nights? So bebei rav, omri rav, shari. So it's machlik is rav and shmuel. In rav's base medrash, they said rav is, a, a rav is permitting it, shmuel aser. And Shmuel asers it. So in Rav's base medrash, they say Rav is mutter. And Nardoi, and in Shmuel's base medrash, they had the reverse. Amri Rav aser Shmuel shari. So in Rav's base medrash, they say Rav is mekel, and Shmuel's machmer. And in Shmuel's base medrash, they say no, Shmuel's mekel. And Rav is machmer. And the way to remember this, the way to remember this is the, uh, the Rosh Hashiva of that base medrash, they always say is the lenient one. So in Rav's base medrash, they say Rav is lenient. And in Shmuel's base medrash, they say Shmuel is lenient. So it's a machlekes, Rav and Shmuel, whether you let a little bit of the woman for the first time Friday night. Tomorrow we will continue with this. So my plan is like this. I'm going to record tomorrow's daf today. Tomorrow morning... We're driving up to New Hampshire. I'm not going to be able to stay here for a few. I mean, I'll bleed another beer for Shachos, but realistically, if I'm able to, I'll, I'll, I'll change things. And, and from, for the next three weeks, outside of the next Shabbos, I'll be away in New Hampshire. But my intention is I will be doing daf the same time as Hashem every day. And I hope to do it around 7.45. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll schedule permitted. But we'll, we'll keep it the same time.